Hi, welcome to our podcast today. And today we're going to talk about how do we get to the root cause or, or source of your injury, pain, whatever it might be. Um, a lot of it comes from training. So each of us, um, both of us, have a different path on how we got to where we are today. Now, for me, I got injured. I had regenerative injections, um, and that got me interested, and then I started taking a lot of courses in this during medical school, and that was 18 years ago. And I got into body work. I look at micro instabilities of the body. I look at alignments of the body, and we call this functional movement. So I apply functional movement with the injections of stem cells or PRP or prolotherapy. So what I try to do in my field and, and the way I, I came to identify that the problem was through a good history and thorough physical. And the physical not only consists of um, looking at our typical tests that we do from a medical standpoint, but from an alignment standpoint, I feel um, different uh, inflammation within tendons. I, I see micro instabilities of different joints. And that tells me how the body's compensating and and, uh, and making, making adjustments which could cause stress and strains on muscles, tendons, joints that shouldn't be there. And even though you may not have had a physical hard injury such as an MVA, which is a motor vehicle accident or a fall or something that would have caused it, over time you get these repetitive um, pressures on a joint or over tendons that they end up giving you the tears or injuries that you might have. And so that gets me uh, an understanding of your body. And then we utilize our imaging techniques, technology, um, x-rays, MRI, um, what we both do, diagnostic ultrasound, to much uh, better look at the actual tissue and identify the actual uh, source of the pain itself. So I'm a, I'm a little bit more formal trained. Um, I did family medicine and then a sports medicine fellowship. Uh, and in our fellowship, we uh, covered anything from uh, several different collegiate athletes, professional athletes. Um, we were at games usually after pretty much every day of the week. Uh, we would do ultrasound diagnostic evaluations, uh, ultrasound uh, injections pretty much all day, every day for the whole year. Um, and at that point, you really start to focus on, you know, what does normal things look like? Why is this happening? Um, you know, this presents this way uh, in, in, in a, a younger athlete, maybe in a little bit older athlete, this one presents it this way. Uh, you know, the damage may be a little bit more severe. Uh, so it was, you know, the evolution of how you appreciate, uh, you, you, you put it on top of the platform of whatever the original medicine you studied, whether it was family or emergency or in, internal, and then you build on that and you kind of specialize that and, and you focus on each areas that have to do with orthopedics, but they're non-surgical. You understand, uh, you know, what it, it takes to get someone back from surgery, but also how to prevent them from ever needing surgery, ideally at the beginning. And then uh, I continued uh, kind of learning uh, as I joined an orthopedic group in Florida um, that did the more traditional. So we had, you know, a, a one uh, person for each body part, so to speak. You know, uh, we had a hip replacement, we had a hand surgeon, foot surgeon. So you, I got to pick their brains for each one. You know, this type of surgery requires uh, this type of imaging, this type of recovery. Uh, and, you know, this is the type of procedure we do. So uh, it gets complicated very quickly. And, and then I eventually appreciated the different facets and different aspects 
uh, of um, orthopedics, both the traditional surgical route and now down here uh, in the Miami office at the non-surgical, you know, regenerative medicine route. Um, and I approach it uh, similar to him. I don't have quite the experience that he does in the regen world, but I uh, look at uh, the way the body is, is not properly functioning, trying to figure out why it's getting that way, whether it's through exam. Uh, I, I find um, oral history and, and patient telling me why, why, when it hurts, why it hurts, doing certain movements. You know, does it hurt with this movement? Does it not hurt with that movement? Uh, the description of their pain I found is very helpful. Um, you know, certain things correlate with certain injuries. Uh, more often than not, uh, one of my favorite phrases are common things are common. So I, I like to uh, not search for zebras in a field full of horses. Uh, but, but every once in a while, you do need to look for those zebras. And that's why we use as much information as we can, uh, you know, in terms of imaging, whether it's x-rays, MRI, uh, diagnostic ultrasound, which is not something that you can just go into a hospital and say, hey, I, I want an ultrasound in my elbow they're gonna be said, sorry, we, we don't have someone to do that. Or if, if it is, you, you got lucky. But more often than not, they're not gonna have that. So you have to find a provider that has developed the skill set in order to do that. And that's not something that they just train, that's usually fellowship training. Uh, but overall, we use kind of all of these together to try to figure out exactly uh, you know, what the core root of your issue is. Uh, I prefer to treat the actual uh, injury as opposed to a symptom of the injury. You know, you may be feeling this, but is that actually what's causing the pain or is that just what you're feeling and the issues over here? You know, whether it's, you know, you may feel something in your knee, but it may be coming from your back. So yes, you can try to attempt to fix the knee, but you're not gonna fix the issue because it's coming from the back or, uh, as, as a brief example. Yeah, that's a great point. You know, that and that gets us into our medical training where we spent hours in the hospital and evaluating people and, and trying to differentiate what type of pain do we have. And that kind of leads us to an example. Let's take the back, for example. Let's take the lumbar spine and, and spine in general, really. You have multiple ligaments and, and small joints in the spine. And, you know, we, we have to identify, do, are we dealing with a disc that's pushing on a nerve, creating pain? Or are we dealing with um, these little joints or ligamentous uh, uh, instability, which is creating muscle tightness and causing pain or even pinched nerves from that. And is taking a good history and is knowing from our experience what these, uh, what the pain should be and what, what it really is. And that kind of feeds into another example, like the knee. Like, okay, there's a nerve root in the back that relates to the knee, but most, you know, most patients that we see from a a sports and non-surgical orthopedic, you know, most of the time it's a direct injury of the knee. And then it is really determining, okay, is it ligamentous? After we rule out the nerves, is it ligamentous? Is it tendon? Is it joint? And that's an intra-articular versus an extra-articular diagnosis. Um, and even leading into the shoulder, another common area, you know, are, are we looking at a rotator cuff? Are we looking at a labrum tear? Uh, arthritis in the joint or an AC arthritis or sprain, something like that. And so then we, we kind of use our imaging to help us with this. We use x-rays, um, MRI to look inside the joints um, and the spine. Uh, we, we look at ultrasound to, we can actually um, do dynamic testing of the shoulder and of the knee. And we can actually see if there's uh, instabilities. Whereas with just MRI alone, you have to sit still, you can't move. So we do get a better motion with the ultrasound and it gives us a better idea of what we call our functional movement, dynamic motion. 
So we try to utilize all that, utilize our, our mindsets. Um, do you have any other comments on the, yeah, the so, spine? Uh, and stuff? The, the spine is something I, I've treated a lot traditionally, and unfortunately, very common issue. Uh, a lot of people have low back pain. Sometimes it radiates down their leg. Sometimes it's both legs. And a lot of the time, I remember one patient, because I could see it in my head what he was saying, uh, and he was like, I have pain in my calf. And, I'm, and, I, and I evaluated him and I'm like, that's coming from your back. And he goes, no, it's in my calf. I'm like, I know where you feel it, but that's not where it is. And the only way I could explain it to him was, all right, think of uh, having a, like an electrical socket in the house. So if you plug in a lamp into that socket and you know the lamp works, You've, you just used it a minute ago, now you change it into the socket and it doesn't work. So there's three possibilities. It's either socket, it's the lights, or it's the uh, electrical circuit breaker, usually in the garage. Well, in this situation, for this patient, the calf itself would be would be the, uh, the 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 actual socket. But for the socket, it was fine. He didn't have any calf issues. The the, the nerves are usually okay. So for him, it was actually the circuit breaker, which for him was his back. So we treated the back, and his pain went away. But it having people understand that even though they feel it in one area that may be referred pain from another area and then the question becomes do you just want to uh, knock out the pain temporarily usually with steroids or something along those lines or do you actually want to treat the issue if it's if it's possibly to be treated and you know and that that kind of enters the world of of surgery versus regenerative medicine versus other options um, and and that's where a lot of the, the tricky part is, well, I don't want surgery. Okay, well, if you just removed one of the big uh, treatment options, that you know, that's where we essentially specialize in because uh, if someone doesn't want surgery and, and, and it's a way to treat something without surgery, then we'll do what we can to you know, allow you to be either pain-free or in as little pain as possible and allow you to get back to the activities that you want to do. Uh, unfortunately, some things do require surgery and, and, and it is what it is. But the, the other thing I really like about the ultrasound is that say you have a, a tendon injury in your shoulder and the, and the ultrasound of the shoulder is beautiful. You can see everything on the screen. The, the muscles and tendons are right underneath the skin. So you don't really have to do a whole lot to see them. You essentially just put the probe on, put a little bit of gel, and then you can uh, uh, probe up and down in the skin. And I'm literally showing you on the screen and I just described kind of what you're supposed to be seeing. And you can see what normal tissue looks like and you can see what injury looks like. And then if, you know, if I'm moving uh, and I move your shoulder and you look on the screen and you see the tendon popping and moving and it's not supposed to do that and you associate it with pain, it makes sense. Oh, well, that's, you know, that's why I'm in pain. So it's a lot easier to visualize exactly what's going on and, and, and we don't have the luxury of that with an MRI. If you move, the static essentially becomes blurry and the image is, is no good. So you, a lot of the times we use these different modalities to try to put the best picture together. I like to, uh, as my father, who's a carpenter would say, uh, measure twice and cut once. So uh, figure out what the issue is and then, and then actually treat it. Because once you've already started treating it, especially if it's an injection or surgery, you can't go back and undo that. So you have to figure out exactly what the, the issue is before you treat it. Uh, and then once you figure out, yes, it's this and not that, then you can kind of go from there. 
you know, another thing we, we do every once in a while is, is what we call a diagnostic block or, or a lidocaine uh, block. So if there is an, an issue, say it's the, the hip, and a lot of the times hip pain can be hip or can be back or can be both. Uh, just it, 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 every, it really depends. So a lot of the times what we can do is you can inject uh, a temporary uh, anesthetic, usually lidocaine, into the hip. And if the pain goes away, that's your issue. But if your pain doesn't go away or say half your pain goes away, then that's only half the issue. So that is, uh, you can't really do that with an MRI. The MRI will tell you if there's an injury in the hip, but that doesn't tell you if that's where the pain is coming from. You have to figure out, is that the source of the pain or is that just uh, an injury that maybe you doesn't really bother you? Uh, so this is where we use a lot of these different tests and, and, and use our experience to try to figure out exactly uh, how do you approach this situation and figure out what's the best way to treat it? Uh, and sometimes it's one treatment and sometimes it's two or three. You know, you may have to treat a couple different things because your source of pain is a couple different things. Well, and he brings up great points. Um, it, you're going to get a very honest, very educated um, diagnosis and opinion from us. We have the training um, in order to do that. We discuss amongst ourselves um, in order to get the actual best result for our patients. And the other thing like, like uh, you brought up was, you know what, we're not opposed to surgery. Um, and if we think, you know, we think that's the route you need to go, we'll let you know. Um, but our goal here as a non-surgical orthopedic clinic is to try to keep you out of surgery. And, you know, it's that expertise, um, whether it be traditional, regen, you know, it's try trying to utilize the best of both worlds in order to get the best results. And that's why we're building this team together at the Osteopathic Center in order to make sure that we, we try to help as many people as possible. One of the things I've, I've noticed transitioning from fellowship to the traditional ortho world where everything is built through insurance, the surgeons want to do surgery uh, and the non-surgicals either kind of help that out or see the stuff that doesn't require surgery. Uh, and then, you know, uh, down here in, in, in its own kind of little world, uh, that is more non-surgical, but also regenerative. And unfortunately, uh, a lot of the insurance and a lot of the old school orthos haven't really accepted or caught on to what we do. So sometimes there's a, a disconnect where uh, some of the stuff that we do every day that works, they never were really part of it. They don't do it. It's like they have blinders on and they don't, they, you know, I fix it with surgery and that's how they fix it. But sometimes there's other ways and just looking outside the box to see if there's other ways to treat something. Um, and eventually I think uh, we'll start becoming more accepting uh, of different treatment strategies than you know just the way we've always done it type of thing. And hopefully insurance will follow suit, but that's always uh, kind of dragging your feet. Well, and, and you said, and I think that the more stuff we put together, uh, we're working on, we put together a poster presentation recently, actually in the past uh, few weeks about fixing a labrum in the shoulder with these injections. And we're going to do more of these. And that way, you know, we can get it into the scientific community, get it to other doctors and, and you know, really have a good open discussion about um, how to fix these injuries and the best way to, to proceed in the future. And, and hopefully we get them to insurance companies and hopefully this will be um, a field that insurance will, will cover sooner rather than later. But first step, we got to get the right diagnosis. And once we get that, then we determine what to uh, use as far as an injection. Um, and I won't get into that today. We, we have a other podcast that we discuss that in. Um, but um, that's where we're, you know, first step, 
let's get that diagnosis right, and then we're gonna have the best chance of success. Yeah, a lot of the times we can do some of that over the phone, or you know, and our staff is really good. They can kind of sift through uh, if you have something, if what you need before you can really make a good conclusion. And a lot of the times we just have to see it, and 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 sometimes even get more information before we can really put a plan together. It's not like cut and dry. This is what it is. It's all right. You have it's like a menu. You have this option, this option, this option. These are the risks with this one. These are the benefits with this one. Which one? What do you want to choose? And it's hard to do that over the phone or from afar. Sometimes we can, but a lot of the times we need to collect more information and sometimes it requires, you know, your hands and, 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 and kind of analyzing before you can do that. So we, we try to do what we can for people that aren't near one of our clinics, but uh, a lot of the times, unfortunately, we need to collect more information than, than maybe someone already has. 100%. So if you were to come in and, and um, you didn't have any imaging, here, we're, we're most likely gonna ask you to get that um, unless you really don't want it because if we don't have it, we're doing a shotgun approach and we're, you know, we're very educated. We have a really good idea what's going on, but if we have the imaging, we get a precise of, on, uh, precision on the severity of the injury and that is gonna give us a better idea. Is one treatment gonna do it or is it gonna take three, for example? So, but uh, thanks for joining us today and look forward to the future.